Masechet Yomad Af Lamed. We have a, a couple of topics today. Number one is the requirement for washing uh, hands and feet after going to the bathroom for a Kohen. Uh, from there, we'll transition into mid-meal hygiene and washing. And then the second topic will be the requirement for mikveh upon first entering the, anytime someone enters the Bet HaMikdash, uh, they need to go to the mikveh. And we'll get, see two explanations, why, and then three three taught about those explanations, uh, discussing them further. Okay, so we begin. The Mishnah mentioned that uh, when someone goes number two, Kohen, uh, then he has to go to the mikveh. If he goes number one, then he just has to wash his hands and his feet. And so we say, we understand why he has to wash his feet, because uh, when he urinates, uh, there might be some droplets that, uh, that splash onto his feet. And so he's got to wash him off. He doesn't want to have that on him. Why does he have to wash his hands? His hands aren't getting dirty. Oh, so this teaches that it's a mitzvah to brush off any drops from one's feet and legs with your hands. Uh, why would you do that? Well, we're going to explain here now. If someone goes and urinates and then there's some droplets on his feet or legs, people will see that and say, oh, I wonder why that, why, why he went to the bathroom and he couldn't, uh, he couldn't go straight. Maybe he's uh, castrated. And so therefore he can't, he can't aim straight. And now it goes on his feet. And they're going to say, well, if he's, if he's castrated, then he can't, his children can't be his. So his children must be that his wife cheated on him with some other guy and their children of adultery and therefore their mamzerim. Okay, people really have an imagination. They see a few droplets on the guy's feet and now all of a sudden his children are mamzerim. Okay, so what are you going to do? But in any case, in order to avoid any suspicion at all, uh, the suggestion is that one should take one's hand and wipe off your feet. People would rather their hand be dirty with urine rather than have their feet dirty. Uh, so for this reason, because uh, the Kohen might wash off his brush off with his hand, that's why he has to wash his hand and his feet. Okay, very good. Okay, since we're talking about, uh, you know, washing off and hygiene, we're going to talk about in relation to Kiryat Shema. This, all these halachot are mentioned already in Masechet uh, Berachot. If you have so'a, excrement, bimkoma, in this place, not clear what this term means, but somewhere in the, in the, in the bowel uh, bottom area, uh, one cannot say Kiryat Shema. So now we're going to ask, what does the papa mean? Where exactly? If it's if it's visible, then obviously, right? Excrement that's visible, one cannot say Kiryat Shema. You have to go for a motor way. If it's not seen, in other words, it's still inside one's body, still in the in the canal. So what? It's not given to angels. We uh, only, angels never go to the bathroom, but people, you know, we uh, we you don't have to get have an enema and <laughs> wash yourself out before you say Kiryat Shema every time. How do you know what's inside the person? 
talking about an in-between case where he kind of he really needs to go and if he sits down you'll be able to see that number two but if he stands up then it goes back in and he can't be seen when it's in that in-between he says bim koma that's bim koma like right at the precipice um that's when one should not say kiryat shema right go relieve yourself and then come back and then say shema that's what he meant to say Okay, hold on, question. How is that different from so'a on his uh, on, on one's skin? Meaning that, that that's covered. I mean, they weren't uh, always, uh, couldn't keep the standards of cleanliness we do today. They didn't have running water and toilet paper. So, you know, if someone has uh, so'a on his skin, maybe on his leg or arm, but it's covered. An equivalent case, if, if for some reason someone's put, put his hand into the bathroom, the rest of him is outside. So his hand is, is covered. Can he say Kirat Shema while his hand is in the toilet and he's outside? So that's the same as uh, some excrement being on one's skin, and, uh, but, but covered. So it's not, he's not smelling it or seeing it. So that's a machloket. Rav Huna Amar Mutad Likrot Kiryat Shema. Rav Chista Amar Asul Likrot Kiryat Shema. So that's a machloket. Rav says it's okay because it's covered and you're not smelling it. He just says, you know, Neshama As long as you you can breathe and you're not smelling it, doesn't matter. So your hands inside is covered. Rav Chista says, Kalas Motay Tomarna. You have to be able to serve Hashem with all of your limbs, and if one of your limbs has excrement or is in the bathroom, you're not allowed to say it. Okay, but in both of these disagree with uh, with Rav Papa. Rav Papa is more machmir than both of these opinions, and these two opinions come before, right? They are third generation. Rav Papa is fifth generation, and both of these would say if it's um, if it's not if it's uh, inside one's body still, and there's you know just barely coming out, you're standing up, right? Then it should be okay. So what's the so you know why does he say it's a problem? So the answer is bim komah nafish zohama shelo bim komah la nafish zohama. There's a difference when it's on a different part of the body or when it's uh, near one's bottom. Over there, near near one's uh, near near the bowel movement, that is very smelly place. So even a little bit, even if it's half seen, is going to be uh, uh, disgusting, not appropriate to say kiryat shema. Whereas on another place of the on the body, if it's on the arm, it's already dried out. It's not it's not going to smell too much if it's covered. That's the machloket between Ravina, uh, Ravuna and Rav Chista. All right, so that's all the laws about uh, uh, Kiryat Shema. And now we're going to talk about during a seuda, Tenora Banan. This is like, you know, when you go to the bathroom in a restaurant, it says, make sure to wash your hands before you go back to the meal. So that's what we're talking about. Halacha b'seuda, Adam ma'im, notel yado achat If someone needs to leave in the middle of the meal, in order to urinate, they should wash one hand, or sufficient to, for one hand, and then you come back in. But if he left in the middle of the meal and started talking to a friend for a while, for an hour or two hours, then he wasn't careful with his hands, so we should wash both of his hands and then come back into the meal. This is very nice, really good, good hygiene, you know, especially if they ate, they ate with their hands. So to make sure they always wash their hands before, I'm sure it saved um, saved many lives by doing this. Um, and also, well, let's say you go out to urinate or to talk to your friend, um, and don't wash your hands outside and then come back in because the people in the meal will suspect that, oh, you went and you went out and, and, and you never washed your hands when you came back. They're not going to know. 
אלא נכנס ויושב במקומו ונוטל שתי ידיו ומחזיר את הפיח על האורחין. Rather, do what you need to do outside, come back in without washing your hands, sit down and wash your hands in front of everybody, right? The waiter would bring around a jug or a bowl and wash your hands there. And then after, after you're done, you, uh, you say, hey, anybody else need to wash? It's a, a roundabout way, a nice way of, of announcing, yes, I wash my hands, I'm clean, right? Especially they probably had common bowls. So certainly then you don't want someone who didn't wash to be uh, using the common bowl. Okay, so this is good uh, polite etiquette. This is what's called maim emsayim. You know, maim rishonim, before a meal we wash, maim acharonim, after the meal. But in the middle of the meal, when you interrupt, also you should appropriate to wash one's hands. These laws that we learned in this B'naita above, that's only when you're sitting around and drinking. A lot of times after a meal, people would sit around and drink for a while. Um, but if you're actually eating, then it's okay. You can wash your hands outside because everybody knows that, uh, that people are careful, fastidious. They're not gonna uh, come back to a meal without washing their hands. So in a meal, you could do it outside. While you're drinking, then you're not using your hands. You're using a cup. So people might suspect that you didn't wash your hands when you came back. So then you should do it in front of, in front of them. As for me, I, even if we're sitting around and drinking, I can wash outside because everybody knows how careful I am, how finicky I am, that I, I don't like to sit down, not even for a drink, um, so no one would suspect me. So therefore, it depends on, on the person and the circumstances, um, but uh, you should always make sure to keep your hands clean before eating and drinking and uh, make sure that you do it in a way that people know that you did so. All right, that's lots of good advice. And now we get to the next Mishnah. And Adam nichnas lazara laboda, afilu tahor ad sheit bol. There's a general rule. Anytime anyone is going going to go into the azara, here it says la avoda. So that would mean like a Kohen or maybe Israel if he's going to do Shechitan there, right? Even if he's tahor already, he's totally made sure. Nevertheless, special, you know, entrance uh, exam that you should go do Tevila right before you go in. Um, there's a machloket among the Rishonim. What if you're going in not to do an avodah? You're just going to go in, uh, Kohen wants to go in and stroll. He should still do it because who knows, maybe he'll say, oh, you're here, I'll come help out with this. So everybody who goes in does Tevila. Um, so that's a general rule for all Kohanim all year round. Now, for back to Yom Kippur, Chamesh Tibilot Vasara Kiddushin, Tobel Kohen Gadom Kadesh Bobayom. On Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol goes to the Mikveh five times and he washes his hands and feet, that's called Kiddush, uh, 10 times. Uh, okay, and by the time we get to the next few pages, we'll all know all, every single time by heart. But we'll explain that. And all, every time he went to the Mikveh, would be in the Kodesh, meaning in the courtyard. Betat Pava, remember on the southern side, on the second floor, there was a, there was a mikveh. That's, he, that's where he went, did the mikveh. That's where he went to the mikveh every time. Chutz mizor bilbad, except for the first one, right? Since, since the first one, there's a general law all year round. Before you come into the court, before you come in, you have to go to the mikveh. So you have to do that outside, obviously. So even the Kohen Gadol, on Yom Kippur, would go, would, would go to the mikveh outside and only then enter for the first one. The rest of them were inside. 
And when they did that, they would, see, this is the second floor, right? The Beta Parva up there. And they would have a, 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 a linen sheet, a linen sheet uh, here that they would uh, hold up. So it's for modesty, because otherwise everybody could just, just see in. There's like when we used to, when we were kids, we used to change at, at the beach, right? And they used to put towels around us so you could change. Um, so that was for um, for modesty. Uh, the last words here we're going to skip because they, they don't don't make uh, sense to hear that kiddush yadavid aglav has nothing to do with this. They have to go to mikveh, and uh, you only need need a sheet for going to the mikveh, and that's all you need to do in the morning. All right, very good. So now we're going to focus on the uh, the general rule here that everyone who goes into the mikveh goes into the um, Beta Mikdash needs to go to the mikveh. Shalu at Ben Zoma. Tibilazo. Lama. Why do we need to do this? Malahem. Uma hameshane me kodesh ne kodesh. Makom shanush karet. Lemkom shanush karet. Taon tebila. Hamshane me hole kodesh. Makom shen anush karet. Makom shanush karet. En odin she taon tebila. So he learns it from a Kalvachomid. Regarding the Kohen Gadol. On Yom Kippur. Whenever he moves from one area to another, even if it's between one holy area and another holy area, like from the Kodesh to the Kodesh Kodashim, both of them are the same punishment. If you would, if if uh, if a non-Kohen would go there, he would be a problem. Yanush uh, Karet. So even though they're the same punishment, nevertheless, when he goes from one to the other, Kodesh Kodesh Kodashim, he goes to the Mikveh. So if he has to do it for that reason, then all the more so any Kohen who goes from outside the Beit Hamikdash into the Beit Hamikdash, right from outside the courtyard into the courtyard, where there's no Karet outside, but there is Karet if a non-Kohen would go inside. All the more so that you have to go to the mikveh. So that's Ben Zoma. He learns it from a Kalva Homer from a Deoraita law. So if you learn a Kalva Homer from a Deoraita law, that itself is a Deoraita, is one of the Midosh and by him. So we're going to see this considered an absolute obligation, Mid Deoraita. That's one opinion. Rabbi Yudah has another opinion that says, no, just the Rabbanan. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Serech Tebilahi Zo, Kedeshi Iskor, Tumar Yeshana Shebiado Vifrosh. Um, the reason is every Kohen in the morning go to Tevilah. Why? Maybe you're maybe you're totally tired, but maybe not. This is just a reminder um, uh, so that you'll think about. Oh, wait, I'm going to I'm going to Tevilah. Why? Because I'm going to be at the Mikdash. Hold on. In the past few days, did I touch anything? Did I carry anything? Was I in a room with a right with something? And so then he'll remember. It may be so that he was Tameh, and I saw. I better not go in. So it's really just uh, it's just a reminder. It's not absolutely necessary, right? So it's more of a more of a drabanan according. To the Biuda. Okay, that's the two opinions. Uh, that's the two opinions, Ben Zoma and the Biuda. Okay, so now we want to be my Again, we're talking about any Kohen or any time of the year, the first when he goes into the courtyard for, during the day, um, he goes to the mikveh uh, the first time. My Kamipalge, what's the essence of their machloket? Regarding is the service desecrated? Let's say he doesn't. Let's say he goes to right, goes right into the courtyard without going to the into the mikveh. Right? Does he desecrate everything that he does that in in, in there? The benzoma machila boda benzoma. Yes, it's a deoraita. You have to. It's, we learned it from a kalvachomer. So if you don't do it, then everything everything is desecrated. The biyuda da machil aboda machil from the word chol, right? Opposite of kodesh. Uh, he says no. Since it's only a reminder to make sure that oh wait, uh, check the past few days where 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 you were, what you touched. So if you didn't do it, so it's okay, right? The the the, the uh, aboda that you do in there will not become desecrated.
Okay, good. Now, question on that. Well, Ben Zoma, Mimachel, is this true that according to Ben Zoma, that everything will be desecrated? We have a Braita that says the opposite. I'm going to call this Braita number one. We're going to see three Braita altogether, right? They're all, all about this. So, Braita number one is a question on Ben Zoma. Kohen Gadol Shelotabal Velo Kidesh, Ben Beged the Beged, Ben Abodal Aboda, Abodato Keshera. A Kohen Gadol, right, on Yom Kippur. If he didn't, let's say he didn't do, te, he didn't go to the mikveh and he didn't wash his hands and his feet between changing and between one service and another, it's okay. His Aboda is still okay, right? But the Abad. And furthermore, Echad Kohen Gadol, Echad Kohen Ediot, Shelokidesh Yadav Raglav Shacharit, Vabad Aboda. And any Kohen, Kohen Gadol, a regular one, who did not wash his hands and his feet in the morning, right, when he first started, then no good. So notice here, it just says washing hands and feet. It doesn't say anything about going to the mikveh. So what you see is the minimum amount is the, for the morning, in the morning, the first time a Kohen goes in, he has to wash his hands and his feet. But he doesn't have to go to the mikveh. If he didn't go to the mikveh, Right, according to this, and this is there's no opinion here, so this seems to be agreed by everyone. So everyone seems to agree that if you go, don't go to the mikveh, it's okay, it's still okay. Uh, and this is a contradiction to Ben Zoma, because according to what we just said, ben, according to Ben Zoma, if you didn't go to the mikveh, then it's all desecrated. According to this, if you didn't go to the mikveh, it's okay. Only if you didn't go to the mikveh and you didn't wash your hands and the feet, then it would be a problem. So we must we must have gotten it wrong, right? This is not not true that it's a it's a doraita lo taase ella lemekambaase kamipalge. Rather, they're they're arguing whether did you violate an ase midoraita, meaning did you not fulfill an ase? If you don't fulfill an ase, you, so you missed out on on doing a positive commandment, but it won't nullify the avoda that you do. It won't make it whole. And so this is how they're arguing. According to Ben Azai, as a pasuk that says, So we learn from the from the Kohen Gadol, just like he has to wash his uh, wash himself. So too every Kohen, because he's going Kohen Gadol has to do it from. Kodesh to Kodesh. So all the more so every Kohen has to, as a misvat aseh, should um, uh, uh, go to the mikveh. If he didn't, it's still, it's still kasher. According to the Biuda, it's not even a misvat aseh midoraita. It's only the Rabbanan to help a person r- r- remind himself, wait a second, did I have anything tamer today, yesterday? And so then he'll, he'll know. Good. So we, we solved the problem for Ben, ben Zoma. Now we're going to bring a second, a second Braita, Asking a question on the Biuda, right? The Biuda is the one that says, it's just a reminder to Rabbanan. Is that true that the Biuda really thinks that uh, that you have to uh, go to the mikveh with Rabbanan? The Biuda so the question now is regarding a misora specifically. The Tanakhama says misora. What's the deal with the misora? He goes seven days. You know, he, he notices tameh, so he separates for seven days, and then he comes in, does the whole purification process for seven days. After he's done with that, he goes and he, uh, to the he goes to the mikveh, and then on the next day he has to bring some korbanot on the eighth day of his purification. He has to bring korbanot, and part of it is the blood of his korban. They have to put on his thumb and his toe and his ear. 
Now, while he's doing that, he has to stick his thumb into Shah Nikanor because he's not that avoda has to be done in the court in the courtyard, but he's not tahor yet, so he can't come into the courtyard, but he can stick his thumb in. So the Mesora, first he does Tibila on the eighth day, and then he goes and stuck, sticks his thumb in and gets the blood on the thumb, and that's okay. So according to Tanakama, Mesora, when entering the mikveh, has to do Tibila. Okay, that makes sense. That's what we just said. But according to all opinions, Rabbi Yuda, however, this is the same Rabbi Yuda as, as over here says, he does not have to because he already went to the mikveh the previous day, right? Ba'erev uh, 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 um, could mean the previous night. I think here it has to mean the previous day. And Mesorah always goes on the third day, on the seventh day, goes to the mikveh. And so, uh, not seventh day, right? Seventh day, goes to the mikveh. Um, and so he went to the mikveh. And since he went already, he doesn't have to go again. So what do you see here? According to the Biuda, you don't have to go, uh, someone coming into the courtyard does not have to go to the mikveh. So does he really think that you always have to go to the mikveh? Okay, the answer is, it's obvious. No, the Biuda said the reason why it's built into the Braita. A Mesorah is different. We're more lenient on him because we know for sure that he went to the mikveh the previous evening or the previous, really the previous day. So that's why he doesn't have to. Most other people though, I don't know when the last time they went to the mikvehs. So we make them come to the mikveh before they go in the courtyard. So they'll remember, they'll review their schedule the past few days to, to think if they ever touched anything, if they became Tameh. So the view that is totally consistent, right? Um, so once again, to review, Benzoma says, anyone who goes to the, comes to the uh, uh, courtyard has to do Tevila mid oraita. We learn it from Kohen Gadol. The Biuda says, everyone who comes has to go to Mikveh mid Rabanan as a reminder but not Mesorah, because we know for sure he just went to the mikveh a few hours ago, so he doesn't have to. Okay, now, regarding this question and answer, what were you even thinking when you asked the question? Where if the answer is built into the Braita, why did you even ask it in the first place? Oh, I did it for a good reason. Whoever asked that question, it was a setup. It was a setup to bring yet another Braita um, that uh, they wanted to uh, cite um, because these two Braitot are going to contradict each other. And this Braita says, this is now the, um, this Braita says, Lishkata Mesora'in, Shesha Mesora'in Toblin. So this is from Masechet Tamid that says that one of the courtyards, here's a uh, picture of it, right? One of the courtyards here, right? This is the Kodesh, the Azara is in here. Uh, this is Lishkata Nashim, which is not Kodesh. Um, so someone Tamid can come in here still. And so Lishkata Mesora'in uh, is, uh, was called that because the Mesora was already tahor. He went to the mikveh the seventh day, but now just the eighth day, he comes in here, goes to the mikveh, and then he can go to Shah Nikanor and put his thumb in, right? That's why it's called Ishkata Mesorain. So that's what this Baraita is saying. This is the, the third, but the third Baraita here, right? Um, and so that's fine. That's Tanakama. But the Biuda says, Lo Mesorain Bilvada Meru Adam. Biuda says, I don't know why you're calling it Ishkata Mesorain, as if only the Mesorain go there. Because I think that not only the Mesoraim, but everybody, everyone needs to go to the mikveh when they go come into the Bet HaMikdash. So they should all go in that chamber. It's right there, right before you enter. Then you go there to make sure as a reminder. So that's why I brought this 
That's why we brought this question from the second Baraita, right? Because I wanted to set it up as a question from the third Baraita, even though the, the, that first answer was obvious. Okay, good. So now we're gonna have our main question. We're gonna see five different answers to this. The first two are gonna be rejected. And then the three, we're gonna have three answers that are left standing. So let's remember, what is our question? It's a contradiction from one statement of the Biuda to another. The second Braita over here, the Biuda says, Amesora does not have to go to the mikveh. Everyone else has to go to the mikveh to remember, but not a Mesora because he recently, the, that, the day or night before, he already went to the mikveh. That's Braita number two, Mesora does need to. The Biuda here says, um, so it doesn't need to. Second Beraita says Mesorah does not need to. The third Beraita, he says, not only Mesorahin, but everyone. Now everyone, yeah, we know, but here he includes Mesorahin that they also have to go to the Mikveh. So which one is it? Second one that Mesorah doesn't, or the third one that Mesorah does have to go to the Mikveh before he enters the Kodesh. Okay, answer number one. Lakasha, hadetabil, hadelatabil. Maybe the second, uh, the second Beraita, that says that he does, the third Baraita that says he has to, which one is which? Right, the third one says he has to. Um, that's when he didn't. So the second Baraita is when he did Tebilah the day before. And the third one is when he didn't do Tebilah the day before. So that therefore he has to. Okay, is that a good answer? No. Wait, if he didn't go to the mikveh the day before on the seventh day, and he only went today, then he has to wait till the whole next night, right? Because he has to need Ha'adev Shemesh on the seventh day. And if he didn't go to the mikveh on the seventh day, and now it's the eighth day, now he's going to have to go to the mikveh and wait till Ha'adev Shemesh, and only then he can be Tahor. So forget about it. He won't be able to bring his Korbanot this whole day. So it must be he, for sure he went. That's why I said before that Miba'ayrev means probably the day before, because that's the seventh day. Uh, so that can't be the distinction. Both of them, he went to the mikveh the seventh day. The second baraita, where that the, the third baraita that says um, that he has to go to the mikveh, because he didn't, uh, he, he, he didn't, uh, he he um, was distracted, right? Um, by the time he went to the mikveh, he went to other things. He wasn't careful to not become tameh again. So therefore, you better go again. Um, but the second paraita, which says that he does not have to go to the mikveh, there he was not distracted. He was careful. He had in mind, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to the, uh, tomorrow to the Bet HaMikdash. I better not touch anything. So therefore, he doesn't. Wait, we don't like that either. If he doesn't... Um, if he was distracted, then and um, from his uh, right, if he was distracted, then he's going to have to get sprinkled with purification water on the third and seventh day because maybe he touched the touched, touched the corpse in between. If you weren't careful, then the, then you have to start the whole process over again. So it can't be that he wasn't careful. You have to, once once you're in the purification process, you better be careful. Distraction, you have to start all over again. So it must be he was not distracted. So we reject those two answers. Now we're going to have an answer that works. So uh, in the Braita that uh, says that he um, doesn't have to go to the Mikveh again, right, which is the second Braita, that's when on the seventh day, when he went to the Mikveh to be pure from Mesorah, he had in mind, I'm also going to the Mikveh now because tomorrow I'm going to come to the Beta Mikdash. 
So then that's okay. Then on the eighth day, he doesn't have to do it again. Ha, but the third beraita, the latabiladat biata mikdash, where he says he has to do it again because on the seventh day, when he went to the mikveh to become tahor for mesorah, he didn't have in mind to go to the mikveh also for coming to the Beit mikdash. So since he have it in mind, he has to go again on the eighth day when he comes in. So that's a good answer. Good. Second, a good answer. When we recite this baraita, change the way you recite it. Don't say, just say, right? So the original, the way we originally said it is, not only have to go to the mikveh, also everyone else. So why are you calling it the chamber of misorain? But just take away, take away the word bilvad. And now the Buddha is saying, why are you calling it the why are you calling the chamber of chamber of Mesoraim? Mesoraim don't have to go at all, ever. Rather, everyone else has to go. So call it everyone but the the chamber the chamber of everyone but Mesoraim. Okay, so this is a, 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 this answer solves the problem because this, according to this, both the second and the third, but I thought, according to the Buddha, Mesora never has to go to the mikveh. Okay, you just have to change the word. And uh, the third answer, uh, last answer, Ravina Amar, when the Biuda was saying this, he wasn't saying his own opinion. He was saying, according to you, rabbis, right? You, you, I think that a Mesora, Lididi, Mesora, and Sadiq Tevila, I think that Mesora never has to go to the mikveh. But according to you, Lididhu, Oduli, Zimihat, According to you, you think that Mesora does have to go to the mikveh, but wouldn't you agree that everyone else also has to go to the mikveh? So I think it should not be called Ishkat Mesorain because I don't think a Mesora ever has to go. But even according to you, it's not a good name because it's not just Mesorain, everyone comes in has to go to the mikveh. Okay, the word easy, some people think means friend, that's on according to somebody's show name. But actually, uh, etymologically, etymologically, just means if so, then, right? Oduli, easy, therefore you should agree to me. All right, uh, that's a nice word. Um, okay, so, and to that, Rabbanan would say, uh, while he's tameh, He's accustomed to impurity. Like once you're impure, you can't become more impure. So while he's impure, he'll go and he'll touch, uh, he'll touch impure things. So since for a, for a few days, he's used to touching impure things, he might continue. And that's why he needs an extra precaution uh, to make sure, go to the mikveh again and make sure he didn't touch anything. But a regular person, no, I think we think a regular person does not have to because he's not uh, being, he's always careful for Tumah, unlike the Mesora. So this is actually quite, this, according to this answer, we have a quite a, an interesting thing that we almost have like opposite uh, opinions. According to the Biuda, all people have to go to the mikveh before because um, because to make sure that they, they should remember, hey, did I go? Did I do anything wrong? Except the mesora, because the mesora went just now, just yesterday. So we don't have to worry that from yesterday to, to, to today he's going to forget something. So according to him, a mesora is more lenient. According to the banan, it's the opposite. We have to be more strict on the mesora because. Uh, while he's impure, he's not being careful anymore. So we got to get him used to being careful like, once again. So he's specifically a mesora has to go to the mikveh. All right. And uh, now last uh, point. Uh, last point. 
So we're asking uh, now on the second Beraita, right? There was, right, we had two explanations here. The first Beraita was used as a question on Ben Zoma. The second and third Beraita was the one that had a contradiction. We gave three answers. Now we're going back to the second Beraita that said, uh, according to Tanakama, Mesorah has to immerse. And the Biuda disagrees and says a Mesorah does not have to immerse. Our question is, according to Tanakama, when he says a Mesorah needs to immerse, does he mean only a Mesorah and not anyone else? Or he means a Mesorah and also everyone else, right? So it make a big difference. Does, uh, do, does uh, this opinion disagree totally? We know Ben Zama and Biuda, they think that everyone needs to immerse. Uh, all people, Ben Zoma says the Oraita, the Biuda says the Rabbanan, except that the Biuda says uh, everyone except for a Mesora. So we know that there's another opinion besides these that uh, this, 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 Rabban, this uh, Tanakama that says the Mesora does need to immerse. Um, but the question is does he mean uh, only Mesora? Right? Is there an opinion out there that says a regular person does not need to immerse and only a Mesora has to immerse because of that Chumrah, because he wasn't careful? Right, that's a, that's our question. Let's read it. Are they following Ben Zoma's opinion that all people need to immerse? And the reason why they specified Mesora is only to show you the extent of the Biuda's opinion, who said that he does not have to immerse. The Biuda would say, a Mesora does not have to immerse. So that's why he said, no, we think the, the thing that you think is most lenient we think is stringent, but really we think everyone has to immerse. But that's, we only said Mesora because the Buddha is going to disagree with that one. Is it that? Or Dilma, Shane Mesora de Daish Petuma, Amar Le, Shane Mesora de Daish Petuma. Or maybe thinks, no, regular people don't have to go to the mikveh, only Mesora. He's different because he got used to be uh, uh, touching Tamer things. Um, and uh, so is it this or that? And his answer, Amarle is the answer. It's option B. Mesorah is different because he got used to. But really, according to that Tanakama of the second Beraita, only a Mesorah who enters has to go to the mikveh and not other people. And so we conclude with actually three opinions. Ben Zoma thinks everyone who goes into the mikveh has to, has to, uh, everyone goes into the courtyard, has to go to the mikveh, midoraita kapa chomer from, uh, from Kohen uh, Gadol. The Biuda says, it's the Rabbanan for everybody, just as a reminder, except Mesorah is more lenient because he just went to the mikveh the day before, he doesn't need a reminder. And we have a Rabbanan that say the opposite, only a Mesorah has to go to the mikveh because he got used to uh, uh, touching Tamer things. But for everyone else, they don't even have to go to the mikveh at all. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.